You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Tuesday, September the 22nd. My name is Lucas Smith. I'm your host. Locked On Cardinals is a daily podcast talking everything St. Louis Cardinals. Thanks for listening, whenever you're listening, wherever you're listening, whatever you're listening on. I appreciate it. Happy to talk Cardinal baseball with you guys today, even though it was a disappointing game last night. And the Cardinals, when you look at the postseason Updated standings heading into play today. They're still in sixth place, or the sixth seed rather, but they're now tied with Cincinnati for that second place spot, both four and a half games back. And it was a a tough one last night at Kansas City. So on the episode today, I'm going to talk about that game against Kansas City. How unfortunate and disappointing that was. I feel like I've been using the word disappointing to describe a lot of the games for St. Louis this year. It's not really what I want to do. But it is what it is when you have a team like this. Um, And, yeah, other than that, uh, I'll take a deeper dive into the Cardinals' offensive struggles, uh, especially over the last week or so, and, you know, kind of give my thoughts on that, and then preview the game coming up tonight with first pitch being at 7.05 Central Standard time. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter, LO underscore Cardinals. That's also the handle on Instagram for clips of the show, uh, interactive things, and just to to stay updated on some content in case you miss an episode or two. Um, Because life happens, you know. I understand you don't always get to listen to my voice every day, so be sure to follow the Twitter and the Instagram as well. So let's talk about the game last night. Adam Wainwright was going up against Carlos Hernandez. Hernandez, um, Walked three, but other than that, he was he was okay. He gave up the the long home run to Carpenter. I tweeted out during the game and I after and don't get me wrong, it was a bomb, absolute bomb by Matt Carpenter. But um, you know, I jokingly said that probably bought him another week's worth of playing time. And you know, it, it is what it is for 2020. I don't think you're going to get very many better options for Carpenter, especially when you have Brad Miller in such a slide. Um, he's really struggling. His average has dipped down to the 250s. I mean, I know that average doesn't tell the whole story. But when you look at the averages for St. Louis, you kind of just can't help but feel sad. I mean, even guys that I like are hitting really poorly. You have Wong hitting 252. I'm just going to go down the, go down the lineup. Edmund, 266. Goldschmidt, 307. Awesome. Great job. Uh, DeYoung, 258. Molina, 264. Carpenter, 188. O'Neill, 180. Uh, Brad Miller pinched it. He's hitting 236. Fowler's 178, so that's good. And then Carlson, who... Um, Limited, a little bit more limited playing time is hitting a buck seventy, and even with that, the OPSs aren't great either. I'm not going to go down the the line there again, but the OPSs aren't great either when you look at the Cardinals' stats. So it's not just the average that that's uh, taking hit; it's the on base plus slugging. Cardinals only had one extra base hit yesterday. That was the Matt Carpenter home run. They were over four with runners in scoring position. They left seven runners on base. Uh, they ended the game on, on a double play. I mean that. Uh, it's just unfortunate. I mean, the Cardinal offense has to step up. And like I say, I'll take a deeper dive into the offensive numbers here coming up in just a little bit after I get done with this game. But this offense was, was stymied a little bit. Um, you know, Carlos Hernandez didn't really, you know, stymie them as much. Um, 
it was more so the bullpen. Newberry comes in with an inning and a third. Um, and then after him, um, it was really just really good work. After uh, Barlow came in, the only Cardinals only get were only able to muster up two hits. Scott Barlow came in. Um, Josh uh, Stalmont came in. I mean, they were just blowing smoke by the Cardinal hitter. Stalmont struck out two in two innings, and I don't know how it didn't strike out more. Han gets a scoreless inning, and then Greg Holland, our old buddy, get comes in and actually get, get the save. I don't think he ever did that for St. Louis. <laughs> and if he did, it didn't really feel uh, like he, he never did it shut down good like he did last night. He gave up a hit, uh, struck out one. But a scoreless inning is indeed a scoreless inning. So when he pitched for St. Louis in 2018, that was probably his worst year of his entire career. And I'm correct. As I look at the stats, he did not pick up a save for St. Louis in 32 games, pitching to a tune of 7.92 ERA. Um, Which is weird because other than that, another his first year, his ERA has always been pretty low. Um, But anyways, so Greg Holland is a mystery as to why he pitched Oh, so poorly with St. Louis in 2018, but it is what it is. Hold no grudges. Good for him. Oh, let's see people have success. But, um, yeah, Wainwright looks really good again. His final line isn't super impressive in terms of uh, the length. Five and two-thirds of an inning, six hits, three earned. He walked two, struck out seven. Um, so, you know, he, he, looked, he was cruising through the first five, and then that sixth inning gave him a little bit of trouble there. Um, he had to walk so little of the bases, and I was okay with that walk. I think that you take your chances with Franco, especially as he was battling, you know, the, the right leg injury a little bit, because, um, you know, Franco's been a question mark, and I was okay with that walk to load the bases, and then, you know, Franco gets a little blue hit, not a blue hit, but a little soft hit to the right side to score two. It was such a blue pit on that um, you know, go ahead hit. He hit at 97 miles an hour, but the expected batting average on that hit was 130, and that was the run that put the Royals up by two. It's unfortunate. It is what it is. The, the shift kind of bit the Cardinals there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, Wainwright was not able to recover. Wainwright is a guy that likes to pitch outside, especially with his curveball and, and cutter and sinker. So you're going to get a lot of right-handers to go the other way with it. Whether it is a curveball or sinker or cutter, just with the way that those pitches work, and it's uh, it was one of those times where Franco was able to go the other way and and find a hole down that first baseline. Wainwright was was quoted after the game, which is kind of funny. He said, um, "Quote: I don't think he has ever hit a ball right side of second base on me." Honestly, Wainwright said, "I just can't think of one in a lot of at bats. We were rightfully so shifting there. Good hitters, they find a." Way they find a hole, that's what he did, end quote. So, you know, Wainwright gave, gave props to Franco for the ability to go the other way. And then, you know, before that, the run scored on an IBI ground out by Alex Gordon, and Gordon didn't hit the <laughs> snot out of that ball either. Um, you know, it was just a little weak ground ball to second base. For Gordon, he hit, he hit it, um, you know, 84 miles an hour, but I, I, I like to look at exit velos. I know a lot of people don't, but, um, you know, it... It was, it was what it was for Wainwright, but then props to Tyler Webb. He comes in with a one pitch out to get out of the jam, <laughs> and then he ends up going another scoreless inning with a couple punch outs. And then Giovanni Gallegos, I was really excited for his return, and it was underwhelming, I think, for sure. He went two-thirds of an inning, two hits. He gave up just one earned run. He walked one. He didn't strike out two for his two outs, but he was unable to get the third out, and his ERA has uh, ballooned up to 4.50. So 
Gallegos, I think that it's one of those things, you know, talk about it a lot this year with all these guys coming and going from the IL, coming and going from the alternate training camp. It's one of those things that Gallegos just needs to get his feet back under him. And honestly, I'd rather him blow, give up a run when the Cardinals are already down 3-1 to one, rather than he give up a run, you know, in the, in the ninth inning against Milwaukee this weekend. So hopefully that, that tunes it up. Seth Elledge, once again, he also comes in and gets a one-pitch um one pitch to a tighter side, so that was kind of funny that Webb and Elledge both came into jams, got one pitch, and got out of it. So, all in all, the offense was the uh, was the the big negative here. Molina did have two hits, so you like, you like to see that. But other than that, a bunch of one hits and only one extra base hit. Um, the, the other positive here was an incredible, incredible catch by Dylan Carlson robbing Salvador Perez. I think I don't think it was going over. Um, I haven't looked at the replay a lot. I looked at it a couple times on the highlights, obviously, afterwards. And in the moment, I thought it was over. Uh, but I don't I don't think it was. It was actually busy. Regardless, it was an incredible, incredible catch. There's no denying that. Uh, he robbed Salvador Perez. And Perez had been hitting the ball hard a couple times. But on that play, at an expected batting average of 450, hit the ball 102 miles an hour. And Carlson just soared in there to make, a uh, at the time, probably you know a game-saving catch. So... So I was impressed with that by Carlson. Carlson continues to show that he can play some defense, whether it's in right, center, or left. He can play defense, and that's something that the Cardinals need, and that's that good. Hopefully his at-bats come around. So, um, But, yeah, so the at-bats were struggling last night for St. Louis. They've been struggling, especially the last week, last seven days. But, you know, they've been struggling really all season long. So we will go ahead and, and get into that coming up in just a moment. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 weirdest, greatest delay of game? Even though sports have had a break, your businesses did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever, and Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you, the people, fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire that you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a... Free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September the 30th. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. RockAuto.com is a shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Go there right now. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tear lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com 
so the offense was struggling yesterday, and uh, they've been, like I said, they've been struggling really the whole year. Tomorrow's episode will be Wednesday. I'll be recapping the game coming up tonight between Austin Gomber and Brady Singer, and I think it'll be a pitching duel. I hope so, anyways. I hope Gomber can can match Singer because Singer's ERA is a little bit high, but his last two outstanding. His last two starts have been outstanding, but I'll preview that coming up in just a little bit. Um, be sure to tweet me, LJ Fastball, interactions during the game. Be watching and tweeting as well, so be sure to do that. But when you look at the Cardinals' offensive stats, they only had one extra base hit last night. That was the Matt Carpenter double. Other than that, Fowler had a single, Molina had a couple singles, and then singles by Edmund and Goldschmidt as well. When you look at the uh, stats comparative by position, um, you know, I'll go through a couple here. Um, when you look at ranks in, among the entire league by OPS, St. Louis as a team is 25th. They're actually behind Kansas City. Kansas City has a 701, and St. Louis has a 699 OPS. Um, you know the two that are highest, which is what you would imagine that the first base, which is usually going to be Paul Goldschmidt. Um, you also had Nagowski, Carpenter, Ravello, and Molina play there. Um, is 834, which is eighth in the league, and then the DH is actually fifth in the league, which has been a combination of players from uh, you know Ravello's played a little bit. Goldschmidt, Miller has the the most play appearances in it. Carpenter and you know a couple other players have gotten a couple handful of. Uh, at bats there, and that's 819, which is good for fifth in the league. But other than that, every single OPS is in the bottom half. Well, I guess the second base with, with uh, 679 is 14th, but everything else is in the bottom half. And you look at their three outfield positions left field is 24th, center field is 630, and right field is 688. So, you know, the 688 is Fowler, who has the most, who has the highest, and 74 plate appearances, his is 844. So that's good. But other than that, everything, everybody else is below, 650 or below. When you look at center field, it's Bader, Carlson, and Thomas. Bader has 729, and Carlson and Thomas are both um, under 500. And then left field, uh, most of the plate appearances is O'Neill with 642. You have Dean and Eben, who have both over 1,000, but that's in 6 and 13 plate appearances. But majority of it is O'Neill, Carlson, and Ravello, who are all. 700 and below. So offensively, the Cardinals with, with OPS rank in the bottom half. And this, I understand, it's it's not with as many games played, um, but it, it it still shows that the Cardinals just aren't getting a lot of runs home. And you know, when you look at total amount of of runs scored, the story pretty much remains the same. Overall, you know, relative to the entire league, St. Louis is 28th, and I understand they're four games behind. That's fine. But they're they're still 28th in the league. Um, their outfield spots are in are in the bottom half as well. So and it, speaking of the, the the games behind, the Cardinals are looking like with how close this is, they might have to play Detroit two times after the regular season concludes to decide their fate. So I mean that, that's a storyline that I might have to, to touch on uh, in future episodes. But that's um uh, that's one that's interesting. And then one more just generic. Um, stat to, to compare to the rest of the league, which is wins above replacement or war, which kind of t- tells you how good a team is. St. Louis is 25th, again, with 4.6. And when you look at their position-by-position position breakdown, it's not good. The two highest, again, are first base and DH. First base is 1.4. And then the DH is 0.6. And that's 5th and 7th place, respectively. But other than that, it's all uh, 10 and below. And combined as an outfield, it's 0.9, which is higher than you might think it would be. But their right field is negative 0.2. St. Louis uh, center field is 0.4. St. Louis center left field is 0.7. So bottom half of the league for all of these cumulating in a 25th overall ranking for wins above 
replacement at 4.6. To put it in perspective, uh, the, the next closest team in terms of um, Central Division standings, Milwaukee and Cincinnati. Cincinnati has 6.4 and Milwaukee has 5.9. The Cubs are at 9.8. So that, that those are the other teams to, that the Cardinals are close to that you think, oh, they have a chance to catch, but they're, you know, wins above replacement. It, 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 it's a lot more accurate, I think, when you look at specific players, which is why I broke it down into positions as well. Um, uh, but but it's still telling uh, what, a, what a player can do. And then you look at overall um, the, the, the splits on the for St. Louis Cardinals. The last seven days, they've, they've you know, they played nine games in that span. They've scored, they've scored uh, 29 runs, which is just averaging over three runs a game, which is not, 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 not going to get it done. In that span of nine games, they've struck out 81 times. Their batting average is 182 on bases 256 and slugging is 291 with an OPS of 547. All of these are way below their season totals um, of 234 batting average, 325 OP on base percentage, 374 slugging, and 699 OPS. So this is an awkward time to be struggling because if you look at their past seven days, they've played the Royals and the Pirates, two of the worst teams in the in the majors. So it's an awkward time for St. Louis to be struggling. So you have to wonder if it's actually, you know, if this is actually what they're like. Because if, if they're struggling against really bad pitching, what are they going to do when they face the good pitching of the Milwaukee, the Cincinnati's, and the Chicago's of the world if they are blessed with, with a playoff opportunity? And when you dive into it even more, when you look at their, um, you know, their batting order positions, the leadoff hitters are hitting 249, their second place hitters are hitting 241. But the one that really gets me, their cleanup hitters are hitting 208 in 50, uh, 51 starts, uh, 50, 51 games this year, 50, 55, I believe, actually, sorry. Um, 208 with a three. 35 on base turns, there's 411 slugging, that's not bad, but 208 with 8 home runs, 29 runs driven in, 61 strikeouts. They're cleanup hitters, whether it's been Miller, who's had some moments, which is why the slugging is so high, DeYoung, O'Neill's had some time in there. Their cleanup hitters just aren't getting it done. Um, and the only average that's above 250 um, in terms of positional hitting is third. Other than that, the highest is 249 with, with the leadoff hitter and the fifth place hitter. So the offensive numbers just aren't there for St. Louis. And it, like I say, it's a, it's a weird time to be struggling when you're facing a, the, the lesser teams of the league. So it, it, it's cause for concern for Cardinal fans. Hopefully they can write the ship tonight. Brady Singer gets the ball for Kansas City. Austin Gomber for St. Louis. Gomber, he, he gave up four runs and an inning and two-third against the Pirates in his last timeout. That was a rough situation for him to be put in. Uh, he did walk two and struck out two. Um, he'll probably go around 80, 85 pitches for this start, so it'll be a bit of a bullpen game after him. And Brady Singer is coming out fantastic starts his last two. Uh, two starts ago, eight innings of shutout baseball against Cleveland, six innings of shutout baseball against Detroit last time, so... Maybe the third time is a charm for Brady Singer to, to give up a crooked number, and maybe the Cardinals can can bust out of it. No experience for Cardinals hitters against Singer. Minimal experience for the Royals batters against Gomber. Nothing to mention because it's all two, three, four at-bats. So it's a toss-up. The series now is very difficult to win because you're relying on Austin Gomber and Carlos Martinez to pitch you five, six innings each, which is very unlikely. Losing game one is never a good sign. You can't lose game one when you're in a must-win series situation like the Cardinals are in. This series is, is a tough one to win now, especially with 
Singer and Duffy going for the Royals. We'll see how it goes. The Cardinals need to win two, in my opinion, to keep their playoff hopes realistically alive. So we'll see how it goes. First pitch, 7-5 tonight. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. I will break down the game today and, uh, you know, depending on what happens, I might dive into some more stats or talk about some themes and things like that. But if you guys have anything you want me to talk about, feel free to tweet me at the show. LJ Fastball is mine. LO underscore Cardinals is the show's Twitter and Instagram page. And you can always email the show, LockedOnCards at gmail.com. That's all I got for this Tuesday edition of Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for listening. As always, stay safe, stay well. Have a great day. Thank you.